0: This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on 9 to Noon to help you navigate family life. How children learn to speak and the cornerstone role of imitation is our subject, and it's a pleasure to welcome back Wellington Speech and Language Therapist Christian Wright. Good morning. Good morning. So, imitation... Um, I find it when I'm learning or trying to work on pronunciation of te or uh, our Pacifica languages, I watch someone's lips Mm -hmm. to see how they're doing it. And then often you'll repeat the sound and get them to say it and then repeat the sound. This is how we learn to speak.
1: Yeah, it is. It's essentially it. And it's a great point to make at the beginning because imitation isn't just for infancy. It's across the lifespan. So that idea that anything new that we learn as humans, we fundamentally go back to the skill of copying people. Um, When we talk about it in infancy, what we're talking about is that stage, that very obvious stage that children go through where they're copying our actions. So I'm talking about your um, sort of six months onwards, you know, when it starts to become a little bit more apparent that they're following, they're starting to show an interest in what we are doing. And um, by about one, they're starting to really show that they are able to imitate some of the gestures that we're engaging in. But certainly a lot of sound play happens between six months and a year anyway, but leading up to the first word. So children, when they're copying, they're copying actions with objects or gestures, body movements, sounds, words. And basically, your ability to imitate supports the development of your social skills, how you sound the language that you speak, um, your motor ability, so how you move, um, through to your cognition, so how you reason and think and all these kinds of things. We might pattern some of our thoughts based on conversations with others. So um, not that we shouldn't think for ourselves, but you know, plagiarism is rife. How
0: do we end up with accents if not by yeah, invitation?
1: absolutely right. The sound system that you learn to speak. So in terms of how it develops, there's actually quite... Some debate, um, as always, all these things. And I tend to, whether it's right or wrong, just fall into the middle because it seems to be a safe ground. Some people believe that it's innate. Children are born with the ability to imitate. Some people believe it's a learnt skill. Um, either way, the point is is that imitation, it blossoms for children for in, and toddlers in infancy through that face-to-face Interaction.
0: How does it relate to mirroring, which is what happens with a very newborn infant and mm-hmm. the primary carer mainly, you know, um, yep. and literally the facial express. we all do it actually, you know, our facial expressions mirror what we're seeing. Yes. What's the link between that and then imitation?
1: Yeah, so they are uh, in a sense one and the same thing. It's that um, an interesting sort of way I describe it to parents is to, to answer that is. Um, imitation fascinates me if you put two people into a circular room person A sets off running around the room person B starts chasing them after a while who's chasing who and it's that thing about imitation that with a baby and they're mirroring you or we're mirroring them more importantly so when you're six months old cognitively you're not yet you may have um, uh, you certainly are showing interest in the face of the adults around you but it's often the adults that are um, copying the child's oh, okay. behavior, mirroring them. Okay. So the idea And is it of perhaps pacing...
0: more deliberate also? The idea of imitation is that it might be more deliberate than just our instinct to match whatever we're seeing sad face, happy face, smile, yeah. surprise, someone yawns, you yawn. Mm. Imitation perhaps is a slightly more deliberate.
1: To some extent it is. Yeah, it yes, is. that's right. Yeah. Because we do, we. Um, Certainly as adults, we just feel this desire to imitate babies and to imitate toddlers. And um, that social interaction goes Mm. a long way to fostering and developing Mm. the skill. Okay. Um, So often what we'll see is that back and forth with the mum and the baby or the small child and that idea that out of that, which is kind of the form of an early conversation, they're imitating their body language or their sounds or facial expressions. But what comes from that is the child's learning how to show an interest in someone, Um, how to share emotion, how to take a turn, how to pay attention. Screens don't offer that. Um, Screens are the enemy of child development, in my opinion. Um, So it's that time face-to-face that does it. Because a parent's face and a human interacting with a human is, is a dynamic event. We adjust our response based on what we see. And so that back and forth, after a while, the child starts to learn that dyad that they're realising, you're copying me, and then it occurs to them, I could follow you. At what age? Um, so about 10 months, we really start to see that children are showing delight in the fact that people are imitating them. They start to really show that.
0: So it's also linked with self-awareness and a, yeah, and a self-concept. Hmm.
1: And then by the time they're 12 months, they are starting to have a go. And when they're having a go, what's interesting is 12 months is also when first words emerge. So what we see is these children really getting the idea of copying, and then all of a sudden all of this playing with sound and copying the backwards and forwards of sounds culminates in a word.
0: It becomes a lot of giggling at that point, isn't it? There's, yeah. a, there's a fun in it, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah. The
1: That's exactly right. And um, certainly by 18 months, what was really interesting in the research around imitation was that that was when infants began to, by 18 months, test um, if another person was going to imitate them or not by being playful with them um, and to see if they would follow their lead. But um, one thing that's important, I think, for parents to know, obviously, we're going to lead up to a point about why is imitation important, not not specifically about use about language development, but there's a step before spoken language development that's really critical, that imitation underpins but this idea that imitation is not very immediate when you're learning to imitate it's usually quite delayed so someone does something So, so, and this is important because as adults we like things to be instant so with our 10 month old we are doing all these things and maybe they're not copying us very well but then what you see is what they call delayed imitation, the child does it a little bit later, like um, just the other day, there's a lovely little girl I'm working with at the moment who's about two, so she has a delay in her development, but we were playing a game, and knowing that principle means you can be patient that if you've picked a game that's within their ability, their motor ability, it's fine if they don't copy you. And sure enough, as the mum and I were talking, and this is often the way, about five minutes later, she exactly replicated the game. So there was roughly a five-minute delay
0: so is that a, pro- a, a process of the brain mm. sorting things? What 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 are the reasons for that? I mean, one I can see that you actually need to sit and process what you've seen in order to re- replicate it. But is there something else going on as well that's more social sometimes, like not wanting to be, can be. watched or what? Yep. Why? What's the cause of the little delay?
1: So sometimes, depending if there's no um, presence of a delay in the child's development, sometimes it's things like personality as well as their um, developmental readiness for that particular skill. So sometimes people will model some skills that are quite complicated and the child has to be exposed many times to that to pattern it, remember it, replicate it. And then give it a go. And then give it a go. Mm. And then some skills are easier and they'll do it straight away. And part of that idea of how you support imitation development is Picking things that are within the child's ability and then things that are just slightly ahead. Stretching to, them a stretching them to draw them on. Mm-hmm. But this idea of why imitation is so important to early language development actually hinges around the fact that imitation enables gesture. And gesture is something we don't think about a lot with... Physical gesture, physical like what you gesture. and I are doing with our yes. hands. Things like waving, pointing, um, A high five or putting your hand out to receive something all these things that you see when you're little that adults do that is actually a form of communication but there's some really interesting research quite old now and well um, corroborated with other research that we now are confident that the skill of gesture is a predictor of your later language success so a very strong predictor so what we know to start with in terms of the negative is that if there's a lack of interest in a child's ability, so if a child has poor imitation skills and has a lack of interest in gesture because they're not very good at copying, then we know that that's a red flag that along with um, the failure to babble or um, um, a limited number of words by say 18 months, let say say they have about 10 spoken words by 18 months. Limited gesture, babbling, limited words. These are the kids who are at risk for delay in their language development. But a lot of that stuff, apart from the babble, you'll see it in their seeming disinterest in copying these ideas of pointing or even looking where someone's pointing. (laughs)
0: What might be happening that's getting in the way of that?
1: So sometimes in those situations there's actually a delay in their neurological development in such a fashion that the blueprint for when all these skills are supposed to be executed um, is going, if it's a delay, it is going forwards but at a slow rate. So the true measure of a delay in a child is not always easy to identify in a test. Actually it's through trying to change a behaviour and then measuring the effectiveness of the change over time, sometimes that's a better representation of the true nature of delay in a child.
0: It's funny when they first get these things. I'm thinking of a toddler who starts waving at everyone in sight or pointing at everything in sight. They suddenly have a moment where they get it, um, and it, 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 and they get very excited about the fact yeah. they've got it because they're getting the meaning and the purpose of it. Yeah, that's
1: exactly it. Yeah, yeah. They are. and what's really interesting in that research is it was saying that. A child's gesture vocabulary, the the range of gestures they have at eighteen months, was a predictor. So that by one and a half was a predictor at three and a half of their spoken right. word vocabulary. Right. But number two, the children who then later on took a gesture and put a word with it. So they are pointing at a shoe and said shoe. That's the. So that's a point, and the word relates to it. So that's labeling. Mm. That's um. A pretty good combination, but a better combination is they point at the shoe and they say, Daddy. So now you've got two ideas going together. That object, which I know... Daddy's shoe. He's got it, is mm. belongs to Daddy. So that's yeah. becoming so quite So they are starting
0: to link together meaning.
1: Yes. And, a-
0: and, and and almost to put their own sentence together.
1: They are, and mm. it is a sentence. It's mm. just that part of it's just I'm gestural. pointing at Daddy's shoe. Correct. Yeah. And what we found with those kids is that... They, that kind of behaviour was a predictor of sentence complexity at three and a half. Right. So so
0: it's not just the forming of the words. It really is about putting the different parts of a sentence mm-hmm, together. It and is. this is how they do it, using these different tools.
1: With these gestural tools, yeah. which all comes from your ability to copy.
0: When would you be concerned? Well, let's do two things. First, what can you do to help foster this and encourage this? Yeah,
1: sure. So... There's lots of things. first of all, um, let's say that your child is doing some copying. Let's talk about some gestures that are useful to develop. So gestures like waving so encouraging that's so easy because we do this all the time socially and parents it's part of their routine anyway. the, the particularly goodbye that's the earlier one that develops because everyone always has a wave for bye. We don't often wave when we say hello or you know that kind of thing. We just say hello uh, and make eye contact, but waving pointing. So um, usually by about 12 months, children can be successful with a point. So that point usually begins with a hand extended and all your fingers in the direction, but then over the next few months it shapes to an index finger point. Um, Clapping, blowing a kiss, uh, putting your finger up to your mouth, shh, so being quiet, Um, nodding your head for yes, giving a high five. These are all gestures that are super helpful to language development. So knowing that, there are some children who, because their imitation skills aren't very good, they're not developing these gestures very easily, which leads us to this problem of they are at higher risk for slower language development, which brings us to the point of what should I do?
0: But also what you're reinforcing is that very active role that interaction with real people has in teaching children these things. Absolutely Not just words or colours or whatever, but things like gestures and the sh- Quiet. Uh, it's absolutely fundamental, and you're not necessarily going. Well, you're not going to get it from a screen. Certainly not in real time context. No. Okay. Right. So bring us to the point of where you have concerns and what you can
1: do. Yep. So. If by the time your child's child uh, is let's just pick 18 months and they have about 10 spoken words, they don't appear to be particularly gestural, they're not using a lot of gestures, and you feel like you're doing a lot of the work for them to help them to communicate and to understand, um, then we need to go back and look at how are they going with that skill of imitation. So let's look at some games. Firstly, play people games with them, games that are not about objects but are about you and your child. So games like peekaboo. Um, there's a wonderful speech therapist from Texas, um, her accent takes a bit of getting used to, but the point is is that she has an amazing um, practice and she talks a lot about this. She plays a game called ah-boom, so that idea of you get down eye to eye with the child, her name is Laura Mize if you want to look it up, M-I-Z-E, um, and she will raise her hands in the air, and I use this in my own clinic, it works every time. So your ah, as you're raising your hands, then you slap your hands down and say boom. And most kids, firstly, they find it interesting. And number two, raising your hands is a simple gesture. So now we're getting into that dynamic where I'm seeing how your body's moving. So even if I can't say boom or make a sound, at least I can raise my hands. So um, games like Happy and You Know It, a song. So they don't have to sing anything, but if they can get better at clapping their hands yeah, as part of that game through repetition so kindies and daycares do this all the time and that's why they're such wonderful um, kindies are such wonderful environments for kids because they get to be a part of a group and not only is the teacher doing it all the kids around you are doing it so you're getting enormous feedback about how to use your body to follow in these kinds of people games um, modelling simple body movements I just get a balloon, blow it up and then we kick it around the room I kick it, I wait you kick it I use a balloon because balloons move slowly and it enables you to plan and organize the movement to kick it Um, things like throwing things pushing things um, building a block tower I push it over the child sees me do it and I try to be animated and to because part of imitation is interest so if it's animated and it's exciting I'm much more likely to sit and watch and if I watch long enough I might copy Um, and then moving on from there into encouraging the imitation of like daily routines things that you do all the time like washing dishes or you maybe sweep the floor or um, you uh, use soap on your hands and rub your hands together so that is equally imitation it's just within a routine is all and you're modelling it to the child every time you're doing those kinds of activities to encourage them to follow your lead So when you're getting to the point that the child's showing you that they can follow some of these motor skills and show an interest in it, then I start thinking about noise as well. So putting a box on my head is a great way of doing it. It creates like a chamber, an acoustic chamber, that I then make noise. The noise reverberates around. So I go, ah, with the box on my head, then it's their turn. Let them do it. I discovered this once because I have this <laughs> in my clinic. I have this cupboard, yes. and I happened to, this one boy came in, and he liked to pull the toys out of it and throw them all around the room. So I thought, oh, I'll be clever, and I'll put the toys up high. So I did. So he opened the cupboard, and he was nonverbal at the time. He went in, and he closed the cupboard while I was talking to the mum. And then we heard him starting to make noise. Ah, oh, ah, oh, like this. And I suddenly realized, of course, he was in there, and it was like an echoing chamber. Yes.
0: So it's interesting again. And he found
1: it interesting. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, but of course I couldn't get in the cupboard, I'm too big. But but the point is, is this was a great game that we could replicate with other things. And sure enough, he could start to follow my lead that when I was making sound, he was making sound. Once a child's making sound, then you're trying to encourage, could you go up? Ah. Could you come down? Ah. And then eventually, could you start to babble? Ba, ba, ba. So you're just playing with sound to see where the child will go. But I think the last thing I would say about all of that for parents is we want children to say words, but if you don't know how to copy and you can't copy very well and you're not very accurate in how you do it, Words is just too complex.
0: I'm just thinking of all those songs you said. If you're happy and you know it, clap be hands. There was like the wheels on the bus go around and uh. <laughs> yeah. all these things had their purpose, you know. Oh all yeah, these, All absolutely these do. things um, that you know might have dri- driven you sp- <laughs> spare as a parent, but they are all about learning and practicing and rehearsing these these linkages, really.
1: Absolutely, yeah. they absolutely do.
0: We got some questions here sure. that are—they're um, a bit more all over the shop, but I, if, if you would mi- wouldn't mind, um, how do you get a child to stop pronouncing the y sound instead of the l sound at the beginning of the word? He is five.
1: Okay, so if you're five and you're changing your l's to a y, um, so that's a skill that usually between the ages of four and five your l develops. So um, it's a common pattern. So that child's experiencing um, a. Um, a a degree of delay in their speech sound development. The extent of that delay would be measured by what other sounds are also affected. But just looking at L, so um, first things first limitation so you need to sit down with your child what I would encourage you to do is forget about making the sound just think about the first step if you break that down where does your tongue go when you make an L so your tongue tip rises up and it sits just behind your top teeth on the gum ridge don't worry about making sounds or doing anything more than that just get it there that's the first step because some kids actually have trouble even doing that So if he has trouble doing that, sometimes we do an old trick like we put, if he's not allergic, peanut butter or something up behind the top teeth so he's got something to aim for. Or you can get some ice and just sensitize that area by rubbing it gently and then see if he can go find the cold bit that just got touched. But let's say he can do it. Then once he's got it up there, that's great. Let's get him to hold it there and then just relax his tongue so it falls down, not with the voice on. Just Just it's it. it. Tongue up, falls down. So you're breaking the skill down into the set of steps that go towards the sound because sometimes people jump straight to la and the child goes ya and then it drives you nuts. So we're breaking it down so then you've got the tongue falling, that's great, good movement. Now begin turning the voice on. So tongue up, turn your voice on, Uh, now let your tongue fall like you did before and it produces la. Then what you want to do is play with some vowels, la Li, li, lu, law, lay. So you're just going through that because you're trying to make sure that the l, the integrity of it, um, matches all these different vowels. Now you can branch out into some really small words.
0: Another one, if we could, a three and a half year old who can't say the letter l isn't. Oh, it's the same one. It's the exact same one. It's l. He says yao Yo. So he's doing the same thing. Same
1: thing. Same thing. But he's three and a half, and yeah. it's not uncommon for children at that age so to just be having be that trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no reason you can't play with it and play it. Um, um, what are they called? The Wiggles. Um, the song. You know, the teddy bear goes around. La 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 la. That song. Right. There's a bit in there that that's quite good for teaching it.
0: Can babies learn sign language yes. before they learn spoken language?
1: Yes, they can absolutely, and that's what we have talked about today. So baby sign. Um, it's not that I'm necessarily mad on baby sign but it's great and um, certainly the the research supports obviously the development of gesture so baby sign is a form of gesture it just happens to be very systematic in that you're creating simple signs that are connected to objects and actions and um, of course Children don't need to learn baby sign to learn to talk. However, if my child was a late talker, I would always be looking for gestural support, um, and baby sign can offer that.
0: Just one more, if you could. Uh, we have a three-year-old who can be delayed in his language, de- who has been delayed in his language development, unclear because he's learning unclear if it's because he's learning Dutch too. He's starting to copy more now, and often we find he starts to loop the word or phrase over and over beyond what seems normal. Is he just practicing, or is there something else going on?
1: yeah hard to know without meeting him, but um you I would want to know th- some other things around that. one of them would be is this um the length and complexity of this sentence is such that he's planning, so he's looping, looping looping to get uh, to unravel literally what he's going to say that he then continues on, or is this a phrasal repetition that actually could be part of a stutter? Um, so he's looping on it because he's getting stuck.
0: Right. Can we do stuttering next time? Yeah, sure. There's another question about it as well, which I'll give you to think about. What do you think of the stuttering gene? I had four children, their father stuttered. If I, I had to slowly teach two of my children to non-stutter, if I accepted the gene theory, those children would be stuttering today as adults. Can you pause and can we talk about yeah, sure. stuttering? What is, again, perhaps developmental and what the other causes may be. Is that cool? Thank you so much, Christian Wright.